Hello, and thank you for joining us behind the bar today. This is Chandler Phillips and your co-host... James Beery. And today we are featuring a new release by Hendrix. It's a uh, Hendrix Lunar, a gin that's naturally distilled with uh, flavors from their cabinet of curiosities. (laughs) Um, This is a new release by Hendrix that left us... A real ambiguous description of what to expect from it. Uh, A little bit from the back, it's brought to us by master distiller, Miss Leslie Gracie. Um, And it's inspired by uh, a moonlit evening and clandestine uh, distilling practices and botanicals. Real ambiguous. Doesn't really leave a lot for us to go on. But it's an interesting one that has kind of guided our uh, podcast for the rest of the week, and it jumped out at us on the counter. Last week, we profiled Hendrix Orbium, which was a uh, wormwood and lotus blossom-infused gin, and so we thought, hey, this would be a really neat one to feature as well. Um, One of the things that it's just infused with natural oils of the night, and... uh, Ooh, infused... I don't really know what to expect. With, uh, <laughs> I think that the infusion is kind of like the big difference between this and other spirits, right? Because. Well, because a lot of spirits are flavored, but the infusion, that means they, in the process. All right. So the difference between gin and other grain alcohols is uh, a gin is any given grain alcohol, whether it's a corn or um, cereal grains, or potato-based, or grape-based clear spirit that's been infused with juniper or juniper berries to give it that classic kind of foresty gin flavor. Um, And then additional botanicals. Uh, The way gin actually comes out is you have your initial mash, and then you have your thumper, which is the kind of a middle ground between the big mash pot like your kettle that or the pot that has the initial mash for the still in it and then the liquids then um, evaporate and condense along with other botanicals um, herbs spices uh, fruits that impart certain flavors into that liquor or spirit and then go into a uh, final stage of the distillation which brings out the pure spirit. This one, I have to admit, I can't quite put a finger on. Oh. Um, though we, this week, decided to go with one of the recommended cocktails to feature uh, Hendrix Lunar. And I'll let James kind of get into how he uh, mixed up this little uh, drink for us today. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because, um, you know, you and I have both been a fan of the, I think the traditional Hendrix, which is always kind of like a bottom to mid shelf kind of gin. You go to any bar and ask for a gin. That's not a well whiskey. You might get Hendrix. It's a little bit lighter of a gin. Um, it's like claim to fame is that it, in addition to that, like kind of uh, prerequisite, prerequisite of <laughs> juniper berries, it mm-hmm. also has cucumber and rose that are in the traditional Hendrix. And then this kind of takes it another step further um what kind of flavor we we did a little taste into this earlier 
what flavors did you pull out beyond that traditional Hendrix flavor? So like you mentioned before, they have uh, a few different like cocktails on their website at HendrixGen.com or whatever, not sponsored hashtag. Um, and, you know, of the one, I love a classic gin and tonic. So they had a, what they call a lunar gin, you know, a lunar gin and tonic. And it's just gin and tonic with their lunar Hendrix. But it also features a garnishment. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, ooh, it's garnished. When things are garnished with, let's say, a cucumber like this is, and it's also... Oh, uh, so this is garnished with cucumber. Of course. <gasps> and then it has a little bit of freshly ground uh, pepper. That's an interesting garnish to put in a cocktail. You would think so, but the thing about bitters, like we spoke about last week, and with a lot of garnishes, they actually offer odor and a huge part of taste is scent. So mm. this gin, in my personal opinion, which and it is the problem with the website, it doesn't specifically tell you what the oils are inside of it. It doesn't give you a I lot bet to you go off of. We could figure it out if we searched hard enough. If we harassed enough representatives at Hendrix. But we're here just kind of hanging out like you would at home. And so maybe it's not super easy to distinguish, but I'm still getting a little bit of juniper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's super peppery. You know, Ooh. it's not a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of ethanol up, up front. It's very interesting because in my personal opinion, I think it still has the kind of body of the traditional uh, Hendrix. But whereas I feel like Hendrix is, Hendrix is flowery and kind of like sweet. And I think Hendrix Orbium is an extension of that. A little lighter, a little sweeter, a little more floral. Mm-hmm. The Lunar is almost a dry gin. Of yeah. the Hendrix lineup. It kind of goes in a different direction you than know, the traditional Hendrix. Bitter. Um, in my opinion, kind of a good way. But if you're not expecting it, it can be a little taken aback. You know, so we went today with a classic gin and tonic, uh, which was using their recipe, 1.75 ounces of the Lunar Gin. Uh, a tonic. I used a craft tonic. I used the Fever Tree Indian tonic. I don't know if that's correct to say. I don't know. I feel like for some reason it should be called like the, whatever city is Fever Tree is from. <laughs> it should be like you know just the name of the city. What is Indian tonic? That's weird. I, feel I don't like know. as Americans we've been just kind of like we shouldn't say Indian. Anymore. I know. Right? What is that? We should be Native American tonic, but that feel like but it's the, also edgy as well. But if it's from India, like if it's oh, a shit, ton- it, you know what's the, funny? It never occurred to me. That it might, because the the Fever Tree website doesn't fucking say the differences. In the bottle, just says carbonated water, like you know, quinine and natural flavors. So I don't fucking know. Hmm. But in comparison to my favorite one, which is what was was the one that I usually get the um, because there is the lemon tonic. Oh, of the Fever Tree. Yes, there's a lemon tonic and the uh, Mediterranean. The Mediterranean. I'm a big fan of the Mediterranean tonic as well. I love them all. I don't think the Indian tonic is that different. But it's a craft tonic. It's very good. It's almost as good as the Q's tonic. Um, It seems to be a little bit drier. mm -hmm. Um, At least with the lemon tonic. I mean, you definitely get some flavor of lemon. But the Indian tonic seems to kind of add a little bit more body in the bitterness of the tonic to Mm -hmm. try to uh, give a, a foundation to the liquor that you're featuring. Because the tonic is very important. It all 
any ingredient in your craft cocktail is super important. Mm-hmm. Again, because we're not we're sitting at home making cocktails. This is what you want to do. You want to go to the store and get the best. I like Canada Dry because it's kind of sweet. But if I go craft, I go Q's or I go Fever Tree. Then it is also garnished with some cucumber, which I think gives it a vegetable taste. It kind of mellows it out on your nose. But then the cracked pepper, which also when it gets in the tonic, it accentuates the pepper flavor. But then also when you get the whiff of the pepper, so it's like you get the actual flavor. It enhances the flavor. But then the cucumber kind of mellows it out. And mm. my personal opinion, it's a good gin and tonic. It is not my favorite oh. gin and tonic. I think this might be a good gin for a, uh, a martini. You know, I kind of got to agree with you there. Um, the gin doesn't really add so much with the tonic i feel like so much of the work is on the aromatics Mm -hmm. in this um they really kind of give you the preface of what you're supposed to taste in this gin and i think on its own it's it's interesting but i think it'd be better profiled in a little bit simpler of a drink or at least a little bit more um smaller like because even just the amount that like you would serve a gin and tonic in versus the amount that you would serve a martini in. Um, Can I just say though, what that the website has a recipe. So they have a few craft cocktails. They have their lunar and tonic. Everybody who makes gin has their slight version of a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. I kind of like theirs. It's kind of simple. It takes what is a gin and tonic. It garnishes it a little untraditionally, but not too crazy. The next drink that's featured is a Moonlight Black. It's gin, ginger ale, cucumber slices, lemon peel. Again, another simple kind of traditional gin cocktail. Hmm. Just garnished a little different. Then they have what they call the Starry Sky Old Fashioned. Ooh. Which is they literally a, an old fashioned. It's this. They bring a gin simple into syrup, an old fashioned realm? Orange bitters. Okay. And gasor bitters and a twist of orange peel with the lunar. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either, but I think that that might be something interesting to try. We should maybe give that a go in a few weeks, see if we kind of like that. I don't know. It sounds like fun. That does. I mean, I I definitely think that the bar for a good gin and tonic is, or for a good gin is how they are presented in a gin and tonic. It's like how a good whiskey ought to perform well in an old-fashioned or a good gin ought to perform well in a good gin and tonic or a good vodka ought to perform well in a good martini Mm -hmm. like they all have their different avenues uh it's interesting to see how that that cross genre might work out i can see that because gin especially this it's peppery but also a little citrusy Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm curious like the body of it because so much of what goes into an old-fashioned is the body of the whiskey this doesn't seem to have as much um momentum behind it it seems a little airy um wispy i think (laughs) wispy wispy um i'm gonna be honest i don't think it's my favorite gin out of hendrix either i was a much bigger fan of orbium just because i kind of got a sweet tooth i like that that lotus blossom flavor that comes through and this Mm -hmm. one is a little bit more on the drier end um I'm kind of surprised 
at Hendrix for putting putting out something that's more akin to a London dry gin um, than their traditional because they're based in Scotland, which you know I, I guess is close enough to London, but. <laughs> Typically, Hendrix tends to fall in line with the flavor profile of an American-style gin, mm-hmm. I think. And this one, it, it it goes a little bit more towards those uh, towards those Brits, and it's interesting. It's an interesting direction. Well, so uh, quickly, uh, out of five, what do you give it? I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a fan of gins, but I think given. Um, some of the other gins that I'd rank it up against, I'd probably give it 3.82. That's high. It's high because it's Hendrix. It's still a good gin. It's still a good premium gin. Just not your gin. It's just not my flavor profile. I think if I were to recommend this to someone, I would, one, want to know what their flo- flavor mm-hmm. profile, like how their... To how they tend to to gravitate towards flavors, but I don't think it's a bad gin by any means. I think it's just um, it's distinct and it has its own lane, and I just don't think we're traveling uh, in the carpool lane together. <laughs> um, I think uh, you know yours is a three mine three point five, which I think is a you know three be, like two and a half being average, three being. Mm-hmm. Like really, three point five is above average. I think it's a three point five. Something good, something I'm looking forward to having. Maybe another cocktail, but it's not something that I love. Well, I I agree with that. I think what really pays off is the fact that the ethanol is mellowed, and you don't really get too much of that burning flavor that you'd get from some of the like I, don't, I guess a two point five kind of gin. Yeah. Um, but again, the botanicals in it they just don't hit the mark for me. Um, the way I'd want them to, but I'm not going to say it's unappealing because it definitely has its time and place. Wow, that was super awesome. I feel like I learned a lot. This was a this was a tasty little uh, cocktail tasting. Um, thanks for listening. I have been Chandler Phillips, and the, what I can introduce myself. I'm James Beery, and don't forget to listen to this week's episode of Was That in Good Taste? Fun anywhere podcasts can be listened to. This episode, Over the Moon, where we spoke, where we speak about moon things. We sing songs we and hum shit. We, we do a little ditty and we talk about uh, occult moon practices. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the bar's closed. Uh, yeah, All right. get out. We ain't got to go home. But, but you, uh, you can't stay here. You can't stay here. Uh, shoot. Go shoot. on, get. Get.